What's up, guys? My name is Sam, and I'm the creator and host of Creme de la Crime podcast. The mission of this show is to bring awareness to unsolved missing persons cases from all across the country. In the United States, 600,000 adults and children are reported missing every single year. Although most are quickly found, there are still tens of thousands that remain missing for more than one year. As of 2022, there are still more than 17,000 unsolved missing persons cases and 13,000 unidentified body cases across the United States that remain open. For the first year, I'm going alphabetical order by state and talking about cases involving all ages, races, and backgrounds. Don't forget to subscribe and join me every single Thursday to hopefully help bring these people home. You're going to have people who are like, Joanna's so mean. I am. I'm Carmen. And I'm Joanna. And welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder. Yes. Murder. No. Don't do it. <laughs> Record. Drop, shut them down, open up shop. Oh. No. <laughs> That's how writers <laughs> roll. Right. What's happening? I don't know. All right, we're ready. Okay. Um, welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder, where um, we tell stories that could be either true crime or the plot of a horror film and you gotta guess by the end yeah and i never guess it right but that's okay it makes it fun it does make it fun i guessed right on the last episode when you told a story i did you did i had no idea and it was very exciting for me thank you i wonder if people are like rooting for me to get it right like come on joanna you got it or they're just like you dumb blonde although i'm not blonde (laughs) she's not blonde are you rooting for joanna yes or no tell us and if it's no, don't tell us, because then that's sad. I don't really care. I feel, I've, I have, my feelings haven't gotten hurt in a long time. I've kind of just desensitized things. Though. Good for you. Thank you. How is that like? What's that like? It's fine. Oh. I just don't care anymore. How do you get there? I just, you just, I think if you just tell yourself enough. I'm working on it. Yeah. I read that book. Like somebody said something to me like, oh, so-and-so's probably mad that you did that. I said, I don't care. And I literally just don't care. Good for you. Yeah. That's good. And they weren't mad at me. They were just building it up in their head that they thought that I, they, someone was mad at me. Yeah, see, that's what we do to ourselves. Yeah. That's what we do. We build situations up when on the other side is probably not even a big deal. Yeah, like those, that other person doesn't even think twice about it. I read that book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm. It helped me a lot. Okay, I liked good it. For you. It helped me. Anyway, before we get to our story, the story that I'm telling today, Joanna has a Florida man. Well, this is more just like a, it's really short. I've been looking at this one website and it just kind of gives you like, a little cliff note, if you will. I like that. I could read two, if you would like. Well, it's pretty short, so let me read this first one. No, no, read us. Listen, we live in Florida. People do dumb shit here, and All we like time. to talk about it. All the time. So what do you got? Tell me one. <clears throat> okay. Florida, I'm going to just read the title. Okay. I'm just, yeah. Florida man arrested for calling 911 after his cat was denied entry into... The vet? A strip club. Oh! Yeah. Wait, he called 911 on the, on the uh-huh. strip club? The strip club. <laughs> Because they wouldn't let us cat him. Everett Lakes. So many jokes in yeah, my head right I now. Know. So many jokes. Everett Lakes, Lags, was just minding his own business. Mm, and clearly. he was trying to enter the strip club with his cat. What could possibly go wrong with that? Lots of things. Yeah. The bouncers had an issue with it, and the owner told him to leave immediately. Yeah. Everett sat down outside the building and called 911. He was told that. This was not a proper use of the emergency system. So 
he had no choice but to call them back and complain. Was it a service cat? Probably not. No. Eventually, Charlotte County deputies showed up and arrested him. The kitten? Charlotte County? That's not that far. Uh-huh. Isn't there? What's the strip club there? I don't it's, know. It shows Emerald, but I oh, don't know where Emerald... Oh, it's Emerald City. Emerald City. That's okay. what it's called. <laughs> what up? The, the, ki- <laughs> the kitten was taken into custody Mm-mm. and spent the night in animal Mm-mm. control. The kitten was... What a, the <laughs> poor cat. Oh, is that the end? Yeah, that's it. That's funny. Short. That's perfect. Um, yeah, you can't do that. You can't even drink in that strip club. I've never been no, there, but I've heard. No, is full nude? That's why you full. can't drink. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait, I've heard there are certain strip clubs where you could bring your own stuff into. Like your own Alcohol. Cat? And your own cat. That would just be dangerous for the ladies. No, what about those claws? I know. I'd be, I'd be like, uh-uh. I don't like it. Well, on another note, let's totally... Sp- I spit on you. I'm sorry. No, you didn't. Let, I did. You just don't see it. Where? Mm. Get it off. On another note, let's totally switch gears here. Okay. And we're going to tell the story. I'm excited. You ready? Yes. Okay. I was inspired for this story by me. I thought you were going to say by me. <laughs> I was inspired. So, I inspired myself. Oh, gosh. When we did our uh, campfire stories with Amy and Molly, I talked about the Salem Witch Trials. Yes. And that was my inspiration for today. Okay. So that's it. And it prompted me prompted me to continue... <laughs> To continue researching more about witches. Accused witches, I should say, though. Remember? Because they were not. Not. Come on. Um, Of the 1600s. So that brings us to today's story about witches. Hmm. Is it going to be the facts of a true crime case or the plot of a horror movie? You be the judge. And let's see if Joanna can figure it out by the end when all is revealed. Is it the movie Witchcraft? No, The Craft. Oh, is it's called? I don't know. Again, what, that clearly movie, you know I don't watch movies. That movie movies. that came out in the 90s? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? I yeah, love maybe. that movie. I don't know. I watched that movie so many times as a teenager that I wanted to be a witch. I wanted to be a part of The Craft. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not that, Joanna. Thank you. I Maybe said the it 1600s. Is. Oh. Our time period is, it's going to be kind of similar to Salem Witch Trials time period. So New England in the early to mid 1600s. And I want to start with a question for you. Mm. What would prompt you as a parent to drag three of your children into the barn, throw them in with the goats and board up the door while they are screaming and pleading to be let out? What would prompt you to do that? I mean, if they were doing some sort of witchcraft stuff hmm. or, you know, being crazy little psychos. If you were a Puritan living at this time of hysteria and believed your children were guilty of witchcraft, then you might do it. Okay. Yeah, that's where we're at. That's kind of the picture I want you to set in your brain is a father boarding up his three children in the barn while they're screaming to be let out. And How old? Um, two very young and one teenager. Now I want to take you back to what led to this moment that I introduced you to. Okay. So let me tell you about a family. The husband is named William, the wife Catherine, and the children in order from oldest to youngest are Thomason. Thomason's the oldest daughter. She's probably like- Thomason's a girl? Yeah, Thomason's a girl. And you know, when I heard the name Thomason, I thought the dad's name was Thomas. Tis not. Tis. It is William. Uh, She's like 14, 15 years old maybe 14-ish, at the time. Caleb, who's about 10, and twins Mercy and Jonas, who oh. are like five years Wait, old. So there's four. Yes. 
And but only I, three are being thrown into that the... That is correct. We will get there. Pen. We will get there. They are living in a Puritan commonwealth on a plantation, and being members of the church, they must follow the laws purely. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, though, that I'm honestly not clear of, William has dishonored the laws of the commonwealth and of the church. What happens to them when you dishonor the church? You are... Are you banned? Yeah, you are. You sure as hell are. So due to this and his pride, as he is not the type of man to back down, the family is banished from the plantation. Oh, well. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Look at you. You really do give no fucks. (laughs) (laughs) They must move on and settle settle new land themselves. So they head out. Horse, buggy, kids, and all their shit to start a new life. Into the woods they go. The family takes off, and they do find a new plot of land for them to start over. And I mean, like, literally start from scratch. from the ground up. Yeah, from the ground up. Because how does one travel to nothing and turn it into something? Something. Not nothing. This is... (laughs) But it's something. This is what they did. It's remarkable. I would have died. I would have died on that buggy. Anyway, they end up finding an area to live that has a clearing of grass with woods nearby. And I assume that would make for good, like, hunting, Mm -hmm. gathering... And obviously using the wood to build their structures. Yes. Right? Um, Which they do. Over time, they're able to build themselves a home, a small, like, very meager garden, and a barn for the very few animals that they have. And barn is like a loose term here, you know, at these days. Um, Now, to paint a picture of the the homes at this time. I want you to just imagine what their homes look like. I want you to imagine what the homes would have looked like, especially when it's just like a small family Mm -hmm. like this, physically building it from scratch. The house would have been built of wood, wood, obviously. There would be typically one room, sometimes Mm -hmm. more than one room. Some houses would have two stories with a ladder, not a staircase, leading up to the second story. Families would use hay or straw to, like, stuff linens as their beds. Sounds terrible. Sounds terrible. And they would sleep on these on the floor. The floors would often be strewn with hay as well for odor purposes and to keep the bugs at bay. Like Little House on the Prairie. What was that one book? I remember reading a book where, like, it was, like, a one-bedroom house. Like, Mom and Dad had their own room, but the (laughs) other kids had to, like, sleep on the floor. Like, like. Yeah, like that sounds terrible. in a book. Yeah, but that was like their life. It's like Little House on the Prairie oh. minus a couple no, hundred the, years. The Agnes book, Miss Agnes goes to school. Oh, oh, it's a cute book. Oh I mean, wow, we just took a journey. Yes. All right. By the time the family has built themselves a small farm, if you will, farm again, mm-hmm. loose. Catherine, the wife, becomes pregnant and delivers a newborn baby that they name Samuel. So now they have five children. But so, back then, babies didn't survive. Their survival rate wasn't as great. Wasn't I know, it, wasn't it? No, I mean, life. your life wasn't very long back then. Five babies, gosh. Okay. So one day, as the oldest child, Thomason, the teenage girl, is playing with baby Samuel. So imagine teenage girl playing with her baby brother. Something confusing and weird happens. To her? You'll see. Oh. As the story has it, Thomason is playing peekaboo with Samuel, with the baby. She covers her eyes, then opens them up, you know, peekaboo to her laughing baby brother over and over again, you know. Peekaboo, you know, where's where's Thomason? Where's Samuel? I know the concept. You yes. know, I don't know if you've heard of it before, though, <laughs> so I thought I'd explain it. Well, during this game, on a moment when she has her eyes hidden, Thomason removes her hands and opens them to find baby Samuel gone. What? He was laying on the ground in front of her on a blanket, playing peekaboo, covers her eyes, opens them, gone. How long do you really hide your eyes when you're playing peekaboo? Three seconds, yeah, max. Yeah, seconds, right? 
I don't know how long Thomason had her eyes covered for this, but it, it this is what happened anyway. Obviously, she freaks out, alerts her family, and that Samuel is nowhere to be seen, mm. just gone. The family is absolutely distraught over this. Catherine, mom, Catherine, constantly sobs and prays for her missing baby. She doesn't sleep. She acts as probably any mother would in this scenario. Like they don't find him they like don't. immediately? He is gone. Oh Samuel's gone. Oh my gosh. Did he fall through the floorboards? <laughs> they were. No, he didn't fall through the floorboards. But mom is just grief ridden. What I don't agree with though is that Catherine pretty much blames Thomason for Samuel's disappearance. She blames her teenage daughter. Yeah. Place blame on somebody. I know. I know. In that situation, you do try to blame someone mm-hmm. a lot of times. Since she was with him when he vanished, William, the dad, he keeps working the property and just tries to continue to keep his family safe and fed. Eventually, it is thought that baby Samuel must have been taken by a wolf. Oh, uh, were they inside or outside playing? They were outside playing. Oh. Did I not say that? No, I might have not mentioned that. They were outside playing. This is what they believe. And it's almost like... They're convincing themselves like they need something to blame. Closure. Right. And they stop searching for him because as William states, either hunger or the elements or the wolf would have Mm -hmm. taken him by now. Caleb, the like 10-ish-year-old son, because again, 1600s, ages are kind of funny, um, uses this time to constantly question what's happening here. This boy has the fear of God in him. Puritans. Mm -hmm. Welcome. (laughs) as he's been taught, and questions his father extensively about how Samuel is just a baby and he isn't baptized yet, and is he going to heaven or hell? Heaven. I know. In those days, they were so freaky about it. This is all tied to Caleb himself questioning his own mortality and what would happen to him if he dies. So Caleb himself is like, Dad, what the F? William uses their time to hunt and gather as a time to teach his son all about God and the Bible. Their walks consist of like a teacher-student thing. Okay. You know, father-son, teacher-student. And they've been banished, so they have no like church to go to for them. And it's all basically, dad is, you know, always saying, we are born sinners and only by God's grace receive his favor, making it to heaven. Mm -hmm. William does try to reassure his son that while he cannot say where people go when they die, that Samuel was an innocent baby right and i guess he assumes that the odds are in his favor mm-hmm. the odds may the I'm, odds I'm, yeah. be ever in your favor <laughs> so as many of us know this time period of the puritans was wildly religious we're talking like they thought all gifts all good things were from god and every hardship was from the devil sure yeah there was no ownership of poor behavior if you acted in a disgusting manner the devil made you do it Oh, so you can get away with things. I mean, you know, and a lot of people, it's, if you took advantage of women, the devil made you do it. Mm -hmm. If you lied and cheated, the devil used your tongue. And if you were salacious in any way, the devil was in you. That's it. It wasn't, there was no ownership. And if you did any of these things, but you were a woman. Oh, of course. She's a witch. Yeah. I mentioned the family has built themselves a small, like, makeshift farm. They grow meager crops that are just enough for them to survive on. They also try and store what they can for the winter, yes, per the huge. This is in England? New England, so New England. in America, okay. what is to become America mm-hmm. in like so 100 colonies. years. Are we still in the colonies? Or I are we don't in know. the states? No, they're not states yet. So, yeah, so colonies. Oh, 1600, yeah, oh, 1776, <laughs> duh. They're 100 years too soon. <clears throat> well, problems continue because the corn that they're growing is now beginning to rot. 
crops. The, their crops are infected, and this leads to big trouble, obviously. after And they use their crops for trading purposes, yeah. too. After the disappearance of the baby, the corn not being edible, and mom's, or Catherine, the mother's grief, she is convinced their family is cursed, and the devil is in their home. Catherine, she's like, that's it. Now, as time goes on, the family just is hanging on to survive William and Catherine will not speak Samuel's name anymore that's it they, and that's that's what and people still do that it's sad they even tell the other children you're not to speak of Samuel anymore like hmm. he's how long has he been missing yeah weeks you know it's approaching winter it's getting chilly and that's why they're freaking out about the food William takes Caleb into the woods as I said and it is come to be known by Caleb that his dad is using traps like like bear traps of like steel or iron or whatever was used 400 years ago and where did they oh i guess they must have brought it from their old house i'm gonna that that, that's funny that you say that caleb questions his dad because there's no fucking blacksmith on their little farm it's just them where they live william admits to his son that he secretly traded catherine's silver cup for the for the traps silver cup Uh uh-huh william asked his son to not tell mother being that he stole it from her and she's so grief-stricken currently you know like this would push her over the edge what was the silver cup used for it was just a silver cup but it was silver it was valuable it was from their past Mm. when they had nice things i'm not mad at william for this though because it was survival and food and i think that's more important than the glamour of a single silver cup no matter how sure. the sentiment may be. I mentioned this part of the story about the cup being traded for the traps being done secretly because it comes back to slap him in the face Good. later. Well, not – it doesn't smack William in the face later. It smacks his daughter Thomason in the face oh, later. Okay. Thomason, to me, is a good girl from – you know, everything. She just wants to please her parents. She takes care of the animals. She washes the clothes in the nearby brook. She's basically raising the twins at this point who are, they're very young, like five-ish, especially after Samuel is gone and mom is just too upset. Now I have mentioned the twins a couple times, but I want to talk a little more about this dynamic. They are basically little shitheads. I'll say twins are, uh, okay, I won't say anything because I've known some twins. My grandmother was a twin. I didn't know her, though. She passed before I was born, but I'm a descendant of twins. My grandmother married a twin. He died, then she married the other twin. Shut up. My grandmother was a badass. Shut up. Is that a true story? Because <laughs> there was two pictures. Shut up. There's a picture of my house. It's, it's, gone, it's not up there anymore at my parents' house. And there You're were two men. You're spilling the family tea. I'm like, why are there two men that are the same in a house? Like, who are these men? What? And my, they explained it. What? That, was that a smooth transition? I don't know. My, my grandmother was married a lot, but only had two children. All right. I, I don't even. <laughs> Sorry. Well, let me talk about these twins. Wow, that story's fascinating. Write a listener tale, Joanna. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the whole story. <laughs> Boom. Thomason, as I said, takes care of them a lot. To say that they don't get along, Thomason and the twins, is an understatement. The, twin, the twins are young, like I already told you their age, maybe six. But in these times, to Thomason, they're old enough to help. Oh, yeah. Wait, are they boy and girl? Yeah, girl? one oh, boy, one girl. Okay. Mercy. Mercy and Jonas. Thomason constantly tries to keep them contained, as anyone with five-year-old twins probably has to do, Mm -hmm. you know? They love to run and sing and play with the goats especially. Mercy, the girl, always sings with her favorite goat, a black goat that they call Black Philip. That's his nickname. (laughs) 
Okay. Black Phillip is a male goat with horns and is something I'd probably be afraid of because I am not one with the animals. Oh, I love goats. Oh. Give me all the goats and chickens. Uh, lots of lots of people do. The twins love him. They always claim that he talks to them and loves their songs. Mercy, basically an asshole, is an asshole to Thomason, and Thomason is an asshole right back. She takes they take no shit from each other. Thomason has some resentment that the twins don't follow directions enough don't help enough, and don't listen. So here comes a day. I tell you that kind of backstory, if you will, to bring you up. A day where Thomason and Mercy have it out. They start fighting. Mercy makes fun of her and taunts her, and she says that all the bad things happening in their home must be because Thomason is a witch who has mm. signed the devil's book. A five-year-old, six-year-old yeah. the same. Yes, yeah. wildly religious, sure. Joanna. Wildly. This is what they're taught, okay? She says Black Philip told her, and she's going to tell her parents and remind her that their mom hates her already and she i'm sorry she reminds thomason that their mom hates her already because of samuel you're a witch you signed the devil's book mom hates you anyway okay all these random things thomason doesn't take it she loses her shit and tells mercy lashes out you know what you're right i am a witch <laughs> she says i signed the devil's book she says that when she sleeps at night her spirit dances naked with the devil and that she did take Samuel to give to her master. That's funny. Why do you think why do you think Thomason, a teenager, would say this to this five year old? To freak her out? Exactly. None of it's true. No. It's all a lot, you know. Thomason is saying this just to threaten her little sister and scare her into submission. Like I do with my hair every day. <sighs> scare it into submission. Stay straight or I will cut you off. <laughs> no. I don't scare it like that. How do you scare I it? I beat it into submission. There you go. She tells Mercy she will banish her if she doesn't follow the rules. Like, fuck around and find yeah, out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this incident is going to bite Thomason in the ass later. This whole thing. You of cannot course. throw around the word witches in the 1600s. No. You just, is there even an equivalent to that today? Like, you just, you just can't do it. Don't even no. start. Let's not. Eventually, there's dinner. There's dinners with the family. They're together, you know, trying to move on from Samuel, life is falling apart, usual candlelight dinner, you know, no, yes, no, no electricity. Exactly. Probably sitting on the floor, a meager meal, lots of prayer before the meal. On a particular evening, mom brings up her silver cup. Uh-oh. And who does she blame? Thomason. Thomason. She really does act as though she has grown to hate her daughter. I mean, it's... It's a thing. After some argument and Thomason defending herself, William does finally step up and admit what he did. In trading it for hunting traps, the fact that he, William, lied to his wife and that he felt forced to trade something so precious all leads to Catherine, the mom, feeling even more convinced there's darkness in this home. This is the act of the devil. We are cursed. Catherine and William decide to make a plan in private about Thomason. They say, because she pretty much mm -hmm. hates her daughter at this point, they say that since she's now showing signs of womanhood, they should send her off to a family to serve. Like a maid. Yeah, you know, just to serve the family, to cook them dinner. Take. So they think that they can find a family and they have some ideas of who they can talk to for her. Okay. She can't even, Catherine can't even look at Thomason anymore. And Catherine wants to go back to the plantation and see if they'll take them back. Because oh. she thinks they're just not going to survive. William is too proud, but he does agree to find a family for his daughter. And guess what? Thomason overhears the whole thing. Of course she does. That's a small house. Does she rage? Yeah, right? Does she rage? No. Does she lash out? No. Oh. She just tries and tries over and over throughout this whole thing to be a good daughter. 
to her parents. So now you know Thomason is now an outcast in her own family. Mm-hmm. The family's struggling and everything seems to be going downhill. There comes a day when Caleb, the middle, the 10-ish mm-hmm. year old, and Thomason take the horse into the woods for some hunting together. Normal, okay? They want to check the traps. They want to collect some food, Uh-oh. okay? And not like hunting bears. We're talking like small game, rabbits, squirrels, things like that. On this specific day, Caleb was trying to shoot a rabbit while Thomason was on the horse. I don't know if it was the gunshot or something they heard, but the horse gets spooked and bucks Thomason off, leaving her unconscious in the woods and her brother running. When she came to, Caleb was nowhere to be seen, is nowhere to be seen. And it takes until night for her to make her way home to her parents, who because the horse is gone yeah. now, who are freaking out and searching for them. So that night, William is gearing up to go look for their son. Like, we've lost Samuel. We cannot lose another child. And it is Thomason who, while outside, sees a naked and cut up and weak brother, Caleb, on no. the property. He's made it back. Okay. Naked, cut up weakened okay he has been through something horrific but the family just doesn't know what they try nursing him to health that night they bleed him yeah i've heard that isn't that yes, freaky I've heard that if you that. don't know what it is in those times bleeding was done to rid the body of infection yeah or so they thought well it's so stupid it's so stupid do you know what it is what like can you explain it well they, yeah they just like cut you to like get rid of like if there's a bacteria infection mm-hmm. or something, they, they think that getting rid of your blood. Yeah, and hold like a cup or a bowl yeah. under wherever they cut you and just bleed you. Not like not like gallons of blood. No. It's like, but like how do you know when to stop? Spoon. How do you know when to spot? I'm no expert. Either way, he is very ill, not speaking, in and out of consciousness, shallow breathing. Oh, yeah. All of that. At this point, the family is just done. And William agrees. That's it. Let's find a home for Thomas. Well, he's kind of already agreed. And let's basically go back to the plantation with our tail between our legs, asking to be led back in and find a doctor for Caleb. Catherine couldn't be more happy about this. She, This is what she wants. All this leads to a giant confrontation with the whole family. Mercy is confronting Thomason, claiming that Black Philip the goat has told her that Thomason put the devil in Caleb while they were in the woods, and that's why he's sick. Remember, yeah. you know, this whole thing. Mercy and Thomason basically hate each other, and Mercy is not a well-behaved child. Mercy says that, says the words that should never be spoken in Puritan 1600s. What's in front that? of the parents, says Thomason is a witch. Oh, no. She claims her big sister threatened her with witchcraft, and she said that she signed the devil's book. I mean, she did say well, she all did that. she did say it. No, she's just... But it was all... Letting mom and dad know. Exactly. It was all bullshit. The whole family is just losing it at this point. But it's not until William hears all of this, the dad, and forces his daughter on her knees to pray. During this prayer, and mind you, they're all still, like, caring for Caleb, one room house. They're all there. Mm -hmm. There's nowhere to go, really. They kind of all just witness this abuse on Thomason. Sister saying she's a witch. Mother hates her. Mm -hmm. Father forces her to her knees to pray. During the experience, Caleb, who's laying there, kind of comes to. And he just mutters and screams nonsensical words. His screams of his bone he screams of his bones hurting and shouts out thing like random things. She's upon me. <sighs> Witnessing all this, Mercy uses this as her chance. She and her twin brother, because twins have that weird yes, connection. They do. They begin screaming, throwing a fit. Thomason's doing this to us. They start writhing on the ground and claim that their big sister is afflicting them with witchcraft. Interesting. 
Just this whole shit show of an evening. William has had it at this point, and he forces his daughter, continue praying and prove you're not a witch. He questions her asking, do you love God? Do you love the Bible? Do you love prayer? And she obliges everything. But even with all this going on, Caleb, still lying there, starts coughing up blood, wildly laughing, and then completely stops. Caleb dies (gasps) right there on the spot. And what's even more messed up, the twins freak out, blaming their sister, and they, quote unquote, pass out as well. Okay. Okay. This is it. Catherine and William bug out. This is all proof they need that their daughter is a full-on witch. William pleads with her, please tell me the truth, Thomason. You can tell me and I will basically get the church to help you, which as we know is yeah. probably murder. Yeah. We'll <laughs> help, help you by hanging yeah. you. Yeah. Uh-huh. They don't help in these situations. Thomason doesn't admit to, to anything. What she does do, though, is she throws the blame. This is what they did. Right back on her little sister. Of course. Saying she must be the witch. She's the one who talks to the goat. She's the one claiming witchcraft. She says that Jonas and Mercy made a covenant with the devil in the shape of their goat, Black Philip. Hmm. William can't. He's just, he can't handle all of it. His son just died. His other son went missing. He yells at Thomason. He yells at his twins. And he is begging for the truth. His grief turns to rage, and he says, fuck this, fuck that, fuck you, let's go. And he drags his three remaining children to the barn, that's why there were three, and uses wood planks and nails to shut them off with the animals with no escape, yelling at them to think of their sins. I mean, being with the goats wouldn't be a bad thing. I know, right? One, but what about if it was like a larger one with horns? It doesn't bother me. They're so big. Like, they can get really big. Yes. All right, fine. I accept. Mountain goats, maybe. Yeah. Or regular goats. That's true. This is where I started our story, and this is where I will pause my story to ask you. True crime or movie plot? Um, mm. Movie. Movie. What makes you think that? Because I want to watch it. Because <laughs> I want them all to be movies. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what, Joanna? You are correct. Yes! yes! You got it! Yay! Yes! This is the 2015 movie titled The Witch. Oh, so I almost got it right. You, I, I know. Witchcraft. I know. You're probably like, oh, shoot, she's seen it. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is written and directed by Robert Eggers, and I found it to be really interesting. I actually liked it. Really? What's it on? Well, I'm going to tell you. Netflix. You're so... Ugh. Ew, Disney Plus? I don't... Now I don't know. Hold on a second. I'll give you my official rating at the end because I'm so official. This is the part of my episode where I'm going to reveal the ending. So, spoiler alert. Okay, so stop listening. No. Or stop and watch it and then come back. No, I watched it on um, HBO Max to I answer your question. I don't anymore. Oh, poor thing. So, I'm going to go back a little with some things that I had to skip in my storytelling. It's like, okay, I do have a question. Yes. I'm going to write it down. No, tell me now. Like, when you're watching the movie, because there's so much detail in it, how do you know what to take out to make it so it's not so obvious that it's a movie? Kind of stick with the facts. You know? Yeah. But it's not a fact. It's not real. (laughs) So how do you know, like, what's a fact and what's not? Like, what to include? Stick with the most important parts of the story, of the movie. 
And when I do a true crime case, I try to do the same thing. Like I, don't I would know. be like, oh, and he was wearing a red shirt. I love that you think that there's like a rhyme and a reason to this. There is no rhyme or reason. I need the formula. We're doing the best we can here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I got to go back. There's some things I had to skip when I was telling you the story because it would have given it away. Mm-hmm. Clearly. You're going to oh, see. I can't wait. In the very beginning when Samuel disappears, we do get a glimpse of what happened to Samuel. We see a red cloaked woman running through the woods with the baby. Then, back in her, like, cave or hut, she brings a knife to the baby. (gasps) I know. We don't see any of the mutilation here, so thank goodness for that. (sighs) Why did she do it? Well, that's, like, I can't handle watch, you know, I can't handle watching stuff like that. But we can assume she, well, you know, you know, because then we see her naked and spreading blood all over her body. Thank God this is a movie. And, and spreading spreading blood on a like a broomstick type of thing. It's very strange. We see that this woman has strangly long hair. She's balding and there's a full moon outside. So she's a witch. To, yeah. She's a witch. The real kind. Yes. We don't get much of this witch as we know until much later in the movie. We don't see her for much, much most of the movie. Later when Thomason and Caleb were in the woods and Caleb disappeared and Thomason got bucked off the horse... What happened was, and we do see, was that Caleb gets lost because he's chasing after a horse. No, no, no. He was actually chasing after a rabbit to shoot it with his shotgun. And I don't even know if Caleb realized what happened to his sister behind him because it was it all happened so fast. He was scared. He gets lost. He's calling for his sister, and he just strays farther and farther and farther out. As the sun is beginning to set, he comes across a hut built into a hillside. A cave, a hut, a cavern? I don't know the word. When he starts approaching the door, he's greeted by a gorgeous woman. She has long flowing locks of black hair, full lips, a tight corset, like cleavage boom that puts me to shame. Puts us both to shame. And she's wearing a red cloak. Caleb is frightened, but he approaches her anyway. And she kisses him. Ew. It is ew. She puts her hand behind his head, and you see that her hand is old and decrepit. So. Have you seen Tangled? <laughs> oh, that that's, what's her name? The mother. Rommel? Is that the her name? Mother that's, the mother. The witch that steals tang- or Tangled. Oh, my God. That is very she steals similar. the, like, I mean, she obviously just sings, but. Yeah, she does, except not she, as beautiful as this woman. No, yeah. This one was, she was gorgeous. That is very much like it. But that's all we know. We don't know what happens to Caleb when he's in the house. Like, does he go in? He When he arrives, when he shows up naked, cut up, dying, we have no idea what happened to him. We just later find him at the house hurt. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all we know. So I left you with William boarding his three kids in the barn. He says that they will go to the plantation the next day because he wants to save his family. It's very sad, actually. His reactions are very heartbreaking. Catherine is a full-on mess. And that evening, William just, because at this point, Caleb has died, you know. William just cries and blames himself to sleep. The kids are locked in the barn. William is depressed. And Catherine is freaking out as well. So Catherine wakes from sleep, walks around their little tiny home, and in her night clothes, sees her two dead children. Oh, gosh, they're still sitting. She, She sees Caleb. Sitting in a chair holding baby Samuel. Rock like, oh, you know, like, quote unquote, alive. She is so happy. She grabs Samuel. She talks to Caleb. She is over the moon that her angels are back to her. She gra- goes on to sit in a chair 
holding baby Samuel and begins to nurse her baby. Catherine is laughing and feeling so joyful. This is not the reality. Obviously. The reality we then flash to is we see Catherine sitting in the chair holding an empty blanket, laughing, cackling, crying tears of joy. Her breast is exposed like she's nursing, but it's not a baby suckling at her breast. It's a crow pecking at and eating her nipple. Are you (laughs) kidding me? I am not. This is in the movie. I didn't make this shit up. You think I can make that up? Yes, you could. You've seen enough where you could. So we see that fucking fuckery. Then we see the kids in the barn who were, you know, shut in there. They wake up from their sleep in the middle of the night to see a naked, scary, old lady hunched over suckling at the goat's teeth. What? Maybe I don't want to watch this. Then suddenly it goes black and it's morning, (sighs) morning time. Oh my gosh. William wakes up, sees his sleeping wife, and doesn't notice her bloodied breast. He goes outside to the barn. Doesn't notice? Doesn't notice. Typical man. Because he... He goes to the barn to check on the kids and everything and sees that the barn has been torn apart from the inside out. Stop. And the goats have been disemboweled and he sees a sleeping Thomason laying on the ground. Oh my gosh. Oh, and the twins are completely gone. Of course they are. Before he can do anything, Black Philip, the goat, rams him in his side. Blood, maybe that's why I'm scared of goats. Blood starts pouring from his wound. He tries to stand like with an axe, tries to attack and defend himself. Blood coming out of his mouth. He gets rammed again. Thomason has woken up at this point, screaming, realizes her dad has been killed. What? And who happens to come out at this very moment? Catherine, the mother. I'll say the mother with Mm. her bloody boob. With her bloody boob. She attacks her daughter, blaming her for killing all her kids and her husband, tackles her to the ground, and is full-on fighting Thomason. 2015? 2015. She calls her a devil and screams that she is evil and bewitched. Thomason is, picture Thomason laying on the ground with her mom on top of her, punching her, hitting her, attacking her. She tries to what? Get up. Defend herself. She can't get up. So she calls her the devil. Oh my God. So Thomason grabs the closest thing to her from the ground, which happens to be a knife, and scratches her mom across the face to stop her from beating her. Yeah. Mom tries to choke her out. This is so violent. And with the blood dripping from Catherine's wounds onto Thomason's face as she is getting choked by her mother, she reacts with the knife still in her hand and slashes her mother repeatedly until she's dead. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, we have still the twins just gone. They're never mentioned again in the rest of the movie. Oh, my. After all this, with nothing left, no one to go to, her entire family dead, Thomason is just like... Losing it. Does she go live with the lady in the red cloak? The lady in the red cloak. She goes to the barn, kneels in front of Black Philip. She's lost it. She's like, what? What am I? Can't yeah. go anywhere. No. Our horse is gone. Mm-hmm. Can't. I don't know where I'm going. She kneels in front of Black Philip, and asks him to speak to her. Speak to her like he spoke to the twins. And to my fucking surprise, you actually hear a male voice. Does the goat start talking? You don't see his mouth moving. Like what was that show back in like Mr. Ed? Mr. Ed, you don't see that. But you hear it, and you only see Thomason, and you hear a male voice say, what does thou want? Wait, let me try it again. What does thou want? So wait, all the ghosts were killed except for him? Well, he's talking now, Joanna. Apparently. 
Then we see black leather boots walk by in the background behind Thomason because we only see her. And we now see an open book laying on the floor. The Bible. Witchcraft. Oh. The devil's book. He tells her to remove her clothes, which she obliges. But she says she can't write her name in his book. And he says, I will guide thy hand. Oh. Then we see Thomason naked and walking into the woods under moonlight with black Philip the goat beside her. She walks to see a group of like six or seven. I tried counting, but it happened so fast. Naked women kneeled around a campfire, chanting and waving their hair, like very feral. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're all bloodied and out of nowhere, their bodies levitate. (gasps) Thomason is so happy and is laughing and crying tears of joy in her eyes. And she too begins to levitate. The screen goes to black. And that's the end of the movie. Interesting. And but this is the most interesting. Oh. When we the movie ends with like a, a quote. Oh. Okay. okay? And this Weird. is what the yeah, so it goes to black and then you see this quote pop up. And this is what it says. This film was inspired by many folktales, fairy tales. Tangled. And <laughs> by many folktales, fairy tales, and written accounts of historical witchcraft, including journals and diaries and court records. Much of the dialogue comes directly from these period sources. Wow. And that's it. That was our movie. So ratings good. time. It was. It was. was, it, was, it, was, it, was it was intense. The look on your face. It was intense. Okay, rating time. Okay. IMDb, which I like using. They give it 6.9 out of 10. Okay. Okay. In my non-existent movie review opinion, 3.5 out of 5. It's literally the same <laughs> Shut <thing>. up. <laughs> they speak in obviously time period language, Joanna, and I had to turn on the closed captions. Oh, I always listen to I closed, have it. I always have it. closed captioning on. They had their little accents and they were, you know, thy and thou and arst. 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 Remove thy clothes. Um, But I did enjoy it. Good. It had some scares. I wanted more at the end, though, like, which is typical. I always want more. And I wanted more about the witches. And I wanted to know what happened to Caleb. I just, I want more. I want a part two. Okay. Can you write that for me? I will make it up. So that's it. That's my story for you. That was good. That's where I leave you. Thank you. Well, listen, guys. I'm going to have to get Molly's account so I can watch it. Why? Oh, her her HBO Max account? Well, they used to have mine, and then we had to cancel because freaking Comcast was charging us so much money, and that was the only thing I could get rid of at the time. Mm. So I do apologize, Molly and James, but I need to borrow it for this movie. I think Comcast should just support our podcast and pay for you. They should. And then we'll use Comcast to watch our movie. It's a lot of money. I'm wasting <laughs> no, on it's cable. No, it's ridiculous. But you know what was not a lot of money? Cable in the 1600s. They didn't have cable in the didn't 1600s. Have it. You know what's also a lot of, not a, 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 a lot of money? Our Patreon. It's not. It's not. We have two tiers on there if you'd like to support us. We release our episodes in advance. We release them ad-free. And we have a couple a couple added things on there. You get a sticker from us mailed to you with the name of our show. And, and Carmen's home phone number. You don't get my home phone number. You get Joanna's <laughs> home address. And well, Only send me good stuff. Did you know that I re-recorded... Our very first episode just by myself for the Patreon? No. For the Patreon? I did because the sound quality is not so great. Yes, but that's our first one. People are expected to not be. Thy sound quality. Thy sound. Arst. Not good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's on there. We have a test that I gave to Joanna one day, a quiz that you can listen to. It's so great. Um, Yeah, Joanna failed the test. I I think you got like a 40 or a 60. If that. If that. And, you know, you never know what we're going to have in the future on there. But on that note, we love you guys. Love you. We can find us on Instagram, 
at Live Laugh Murder Podcast. Good job. Uh, you can email us at Live Laugh Murder Pod at gmail.com. Yep. Oh, the Patreon. Live, no, no, blah, blah, blah. Patreon.com slash Live Laugh Murder Podcast. And is that it? That's it. Well, don't be like Black Phillip, <laughs> who is oh, wait, apparently the count. devil. Oh, you did that? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Gosh, you dropped like three F bombs in like a half a second. 22. Good for me. 22? Hmm. I think I'm going to make a goal here. You're going to up it? Yeah. Next week, 23. I, well, I was going to say 50. <laughs> 50? I don't know if I could handle that. We'll You're going to have to be like a gory one. You know, okay, real quick, backtrack to my episode that I recorded. What? I was going to do like a stupid horror movie, like Scream or like the oh, and Texas just change Chainsaw it? Massacre or just, I, I would never watch that one. Oh. But, like, something so, like, obviously, but, like, try and change it to make it not. You should. Well, if well, you're going to you do know. that, though. But now you know. No, but listen, if you're going to do that, if you're going to, I don't know. Do whatever the fuck you want. <gasps> 23, 23, baby. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to like it no matter I what. I want to eat my chips, so let's Wait, go. hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't eat your chip yet. Your um, spicy, sweet chili Doritos. Hurry. Don't be like Black Phillip. Don't murder. Don't be the devil. He wasn't the murderer. He, he just led. He people. guided you. So live, laugh, but never murder. Yep. That's what we say around here. All right. Have love a good you. weekend. Is it? Is it? Oh, yeah. It whenever, whenever you're listening to it, really. Have a good day. Okay, bye. Bye. Joanna, I have a question for you. Go for it. Is being Instagram famous better than being TikTok famous? Oh, I don't know, because I'm neither, so I really have nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Don't laugh like that. That's embarrassing. I feel like nowadays, I I think TikTok gets more traction. I do, but I feel like some people also only get 15 minutes. Like, it's hard to break out of that 15 minute. They're always trying to lead you to the Instagram, though. They do because they always link it to their Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. So I would say Instagram. Show my Instagram some love. Because I feel like with TikTok, like the people who I follow, Mm -hmm. because they're the famous ones, they don't always pop up. On your FYP? Yeah. I have to go to that one that I'm following to look at it. And sometimes I don't. Well, maybe you've evolved and the people you followed originally are not on your for F- Well, they F- still F- get, anymore. like, lots of views. The one yeah, but guy, you, your algorithm has changed. The one guy I really like is that Justin Danger something. <laughs> He's so funny. He's the one that pops up. Everyone will know. Did you know? Oh, my gosh. That guy? You know that guy? No. No? I honestly don't. We okay. used to be on the same we, we did. TikTok, and now it's changed. I'm growing. Good for you. Oh, are we growing apart? No. All right. Never. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.